Hello, everyone. Welcome to Gay Men Going Deeper. This is a podcast about personal development, mental health, and sexuality. Your hosts today are Matt Lancetal, Callan Brecken, and myself, Michael Diorio. Collectively, we have over 40 years of experience in the personal development world. And if this is your first time listening to us, we want to welcome you to the show. We each have our own coaching practice, but in this podcast, we're giving away all of our best stuff. Today, specifically, we're going to be talking about unconditional love. We're going to be exploring questions like, what does unconditional love mean to you? What gets in the way of unconditional love? And how do you move towards loving someone unconditionally? We'll be continuing this discussion on the last Thursday of the month in the Gay Men's Brotherhood Zoom Hangout. This is where we give you guys a chance to share your own thoughts on the topics that we discuss here in the podcast. So if you want to join us, go to the Gay Men's Brotherhood private Facebook group and check out the events tab to RSVP. We've got two times for you to choose from. Reminder, guys, this podcast and YouTube channel is listener and viewer supported. So if you enjoy what we're creating, you can support us by heading over to our Patreon page and contributing to the show. You can also subscribe to get early access to episodes on Apple Podcasts. All of your support helps us to continue making content and supporting our community here. Also, check out our attachment style quiz in the show notes to find out your attachment style, and then we'll even send you a free report on it. And if you enjoy the topics that we cover here on this podcast and want to accelerate your personal development journey, please check out our new coaching collection. You get instant access to our two courses, Healing Your Shame and Building Better Relationships. Plus, we have over 45 videos curated by us around topics that are relevant to gay men, such as self-confidence, body positivity, relationships, and building community. So to enjoy that, please go to gaymengoingdeeper.com. And finally, before we jump into today's episode, I want to read a review from one of our viewers from YouTube. This comes from Roy Johnson on our episode, Reinventing Yourself. He says, this is a perfect topic for beginning of the year and personally where I am with some recent shifts in life, career, and relationships. Keep doing what you're doing. You're all making a difference. So I thought I'd share that with you guys. Uh, thank you, Roy, for that comment. All right, guys. So today we're going to be talking, talking about unconditional love. This is a topic that is highly romanticized in movies, music, uh, all over. But realistically, at least for me, and I think for a lot of people, it is extremely challenging. And I will be the very first to admit that. And I'm going to talk about that later on in, in today's show. Um, so this is an area of my life that I'm actively working on. I will say right off the bat, I, it's hard for me to love unconditionally very hard at times. Um, but, but when I am able to do it, when I have been able to get into that space, it feels beautiful and deeply fulfilling. So it's something that I want to practice more of, um, as I grow. And I think what I want to start off with today is actually, I'm going to jump into the first question, uh, and I'll answer it first, and then we'll kind of go from there. So I want to define what unconditional love means, because I feel like we have a, a slightly different um, response to that. And I think it's interesting to see what it means to each person. So the way that I like to think of it and the way that I've come to understand it best, I don't know where I heard it, but I, I use this all the time is that it is a type. It's not a type of love, but rather it is a way of loving. And that's, I find that easier to digest than a type of love. So most of us, myself included, love conditionally with conditions, meaning 
We love when we feel like the other person deserves our love. We love when they are behaving in a way that makes it easy for us to love them. Unconditional love is feeling love towards somebody without any of those conditions. It's loving them no matter what. Even when they don't meet your expectations, even when they're at their absolute worst, and when you absolutely do not want to love them, when it's very difficult, it's finding love in the, that space. Now, this is really important. I want to say this off from the bat. Unconditional love does not mean, at least not to me, that you don't set boundaries, maintain boundaries. It does not mean that you stay in a relationship that isn't good for you. It does not even need to mean that you tell someone you love them. It does not even mean that you need to act lovingly towards them. And it does not mean that you forgive and forget any harmful actions they've taken towards you. Now I can hear the collective head scratching and I get it because I was the same. I was like, what are you talking about? That makes no sense. Um, and actually, well, I'll get to that later. Who, who, who my uh, favorite teachers are on this topic. Uh, I'll share a bit of that later, but I'm going to offer this. So just like we say hate is poisonous to the person who feels the hate, who is the one hating rather than the object of the hate, love is very much the same way. Love feels good to the person who is doing the loving more than the person who is being loved. So when you love somebody, what I'm offering here is that you actually benefit from that love. You feel the love. They might feel it. They might not. We never know. But you feel the love. And that's that's the benefit. So you can demonstrate that love towards them or not. You could be kind, loving, caring. You could do all these nice things. Or you don't have to. You could just love them from afar. They don't even need to know you love them. You could tell them. You could not tell them. That's completely your choice. So to help you understand my perspective in a nutshell, I think for me, you have to realize that the way I define it is expressing love is one thing, but feeling love is another. You can do them both or you can keep them separate. So that's how I want to start off by defining what unconditional love is for me. Um, but let's hear from you guys now. Let's see how you guys define it. And uh, this time I'm going to start with Callan. Oh my. Okay. So thanks for that great intro. Um, if anybody caught that off the top, we were laughing because sometimes when we go to record these, something gets a little bit funky. So I was like rushing like a mad person to be like, uh, hit the record button. Um, Ron real here on Game and Going. Oh yeah. Ron real. And then there was a little quick Freudian slip. I think I heard in there somewhere when Michael was doing your, your off the top uh, introduction. <laughs> um what does unconditional love mean to you? So for me, unconditional love was a really hard concept growing up because I didn't get unconditional love, or at least I didn't feel like there was unconditional love. I felt like it was very conditional, like, or at least it wasn't expressed. I don't know. It was very strange. Um, so for me now as an adult and all the work that I've done on, you know, learning about personal development, love, and all these kinds of concepts. For me, unconditional love means that <clears throat> I'm choosing to love you and that there are no conditions to that. It's a choice I'm making. It's not just a feeling. A lot of people say that love is a feeling, um, but I kind of think of love as also like happiness, like it's a choice you make. And so in making that choice, I'm making that choice to love you without conditions. It's not, I will love you if... I will love you for, I will love you around. It's I love you because like you said, Michael, like that's a, that's for me. Love is for me. Who knows if they feel it, but I do. Um, and there's people in my life that I love 
but they're far away and they don't even know I love them. They probably don't even think I love them, but I love them unconditionally, but I can't have them in my life because that brings a lot of like turmoil and other things like family members. There's some family members that I can't keep around. So for me, unconditional love is like making that choice to love that person without being like, oh, but I'm only going to show you love or I'm only going to like activate this if you are doing the following things. Um, and I see that happen sometimes in a lot of relationships where they're just like people who like withhold love as punishment because this person's not doing something or they haven't done X, Y, Z. And for me, that's just so like that makes me upset because I'm just like, that's creating such like animosity in the relationship, but that like the love should always be there. And the person should always know that it's there, regardless if there's a fight or something going on, but the psychological game of like, I'm choosing to withhold this love because you haven't done something like that to me, like the active choice, it should always be, I love you. And this is really hard. But like, I need to take a little break over here, have a breather, whatever. It shouldn't be like, I'm going to give you the silent treatment and like take this stability and this away from you because that's what happened to me a lot as a child. And I just, I can't handle when somebody else does that. So I remember those times that it happened to me. And I was like, every time I love a person, they will know that I love them regardless if there's turmoil or something else going on, they will still know there was, there will not be a fear of like, Oh, this person's going to leave me or what are, what have you? Cause the conversations will be had, but you know, anyways, I feel like I went on a bit of a weird tangent there, but that's kind of my like understanding of unconditional love is it's like, it's something that's always there because you choose it to be there. Not because it's just kind of happens. It's like an active thing that you're doing. Uh, rather than like a passive thing but I, I guess it could be both but for me I choose to make it an active choice not just like passive what about you Matt? yeah you guys both did a really good job at explaining it I feel like I'm I don't even need to explain it because you guys both did such a good job um, <clears throat> but I want to maybe just explain instead of defining it I'll look at the concepts of how kind of the lenses that I look at it through because um I think for me, I, I have two perspectives. I, I see unconditional love through almost two lenses. And I think, um, you know, I always say don't confuse somebody's um, divinity for their personality, because we have this ego kind of personality structure self, and we have this soul self. And that is the spiritual and the material human experience that we that we get. And I think we both of those like you know structures perceive love differently and i think the soul structure it's a lot easier to unconditionally love someone someone because you're feeling into through your body through the embodiment of love into who they are whereas the ego structure and the personality structure the psychology of who we are will often do things like withhold love uh, because we're not getting our needs met and will um, even create disconnection with somebody because our needs aren't being met. So I do see them both as extremely valuable, right? I don't actually put one over the other because I think the the personality structure of somebody is going to be the, the place from where we set boundaries, from where we communicate what our needs are, from saying, I'm not willing to tolerate this. So I think when the when the personality structure or the ego 
isn't getting its needs met, I think it's, it's completely okay to have conditional love from that structure of our being. But I think we're, you know, the attainment of higher consciousness and moving towards being, you know, an elevated loving being where you spend more of your time in love than you do in hate or judgment. I think that requires us to be able to let go of, of the firm grip we might have on our preferences um, from a psychological point of view and just getting into that embodied place and saying, I can love somebody for who they are and um, not make how they're showing up in their world have to mean anything about how we what we are willing to offer or what we're willing to take away. Um, so I think that's really important. I think, you know, unconditional love for me is like, seeing the humanity in another um, and choosing to offer that part of them love, right? And I, I love what you said, Michael, that it's like this feeling inside of us that we feel like, I think I'm really, I'm really at this place in my life right now where I'm starting to understand what this means. And this has been such a confusing concept for me because I think I, I had a very similar, you know, experience to you, Callan, where it's like I grew up in unconditional love was not something that was modeled to me, All right? I think there's a certain amount of consciousness that you have to have in order to be able to give and receive unconditional love, right? If you're just operating from your ego structure, then it's going to feel very conditional. And that can be almost like traumatic for, for somebody who's young, right? And... <clears throat> And hasn't been able to kind of feel into what it feels like for, to have somebody just be there. You know what I mean? And love them for however they're showing up, right? Um, I think the this whole idea of, of, you know, unconditional love, I think for me, it's... It, it's it's actually probably one of the hardest things now that I think about it because I'm constantly dancing between these two worlds, right? And I look at I look at the world and I'm like, what relationships from an ego personality structure concept can we say are unconditionally loving, right? I don't think they're intimate romantic relationships from that point of view. I think it's more like mother, child. I think that is the embodiment of unconditional love even from the ego structure even from the soul structure i think both you know the mother is just got this maternal instinct to just love unconditionally her creation right and i think that's really beautiful but i think it's extremely hard to be even in the dating world even you know being with a partner like how can we get to a place where we can be in permanent states of unconditional love I don't know if it's possible. And when I say that, I say permanent states where we can just be in that vibration. Um, I think we're always dancing between these two worlds. But I think, you know, giving somebody unconditional love, I think, is like prioritizing as best we can love over hate and understanding over judgment. I would say, if I were to really conceptualize it, because that that's going to lead us in the direction of being able to love unconditionally when we're able to understand somebody, even from that ego perspective, because when the ego starts to get into judgment, that's disconnecting, it's creating separation. And I think when we can start to prioritize understanding, um, that's when we start to make other people's experience mean less about us, 
And then we take it on less and then we have less reason to say, I don't want to love you when you're being like that. Right. So I think that's really important to, uh, for me to kind of always be reminding myself of is that I want, I want to as best offer people as much empathy, understanding, acceptance as possible. Um, but that also might mean that I can't remain in connection with people because if my needs aren't being met and my values aren't in alignment, um, then I will love them unconditionally from a distance because there's something about our experience together that my needs aren't being met. So I can't, right? So it's this is actually an interesting point because that it, I just exposed in myself that I view love as an act, right? If you're not showing up like this, which is interesting because if you look at the love languages, these are all things that people do. They touch us, right? So there's this really strong kind of notion of doing and how doing is about is, is how we experience love as human beings, or at least for myself. So when people start to change the way that they're doing in the relationship with me, it can really impact my experience of feeling loved and giving love, right? So um, yeah, I just kind of had a bit of a mini epiphany there. But uh, yeah, I'll leave it there. Yeah. That's exactly what I was saying about the difference between feeling love and expressing it. Right. Mm. That's, yeah, that's exactly it. That's a perfect example of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this is a really difficult concept, I think, for a lot of people for a lot of these reasons. Right. They it's, act. Yeah. They act. They act like not people who we want to love. <laughs> uh, and so, of course, it's not easy to. But, you know, mm -hmm. again, it's it's really about doing it for when it's hard. It's really about doing it for you because you ultimately get the benefit of the one feeling the love. And that doesn't mean we stay with people and that doesn't mean we, we put up with shit. That's not at all what, what it is to me either. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about why this can be hard. What gets in the way of unconditional love? And let's start with Callum. Um, lots of things. I got a couple of things I want to say though. So um, one of the big things is that, or at least that I'm recognizing is that a lot of people, we want to put things in boxes and kind of like keep them there. Whereas like we need to embrace the duality and that you can have two things be true at the same time. Like, um, and in regards to love that it's like, this person's acting crazy, or they're pissing me off or whatever, but you still love them unconditionally, even though these things are happening, where some people are like, Oh, I can only love you if you're doing XYZ. And that's like a this or that, whereas like, a lot of the world and not just in love in many, many aspects of our lives is that we need to understand that this is the human experience, you know, it is this and that like, the world is beautiful and also awful, all at the same time. Like it's just the human experience and being able to accept that that shit is both amazing and completely fucked up. That when you can really just get there and be like, Okay, yeah, shit's fucked. But it's also so magical and amazing accepting that that's going to happen can make it a little bit easier to accept, you know, these kinds of crazy things that go on in the world. Um, <clears throat> but some of the things that also gets in the way of unconditional love is uh, fear. Fear is a big thing because for me, you can't be in love, like have love and be in fear experiencing at the exact same time. It's like either you're experiencing love or you're experiencing fear. And that fear take is that you know, the taking away of the love or 
it just, they, they can't exist in the same moment of energy inside of yourself. At least I don't think so. And so it's either you're in love vibes or you're in fear vibes. And when you're in the fear vibes, that's when it's the like, oh, I'm going to cut you off. I'm only going to love you if, or you're not doing these things. <clears throat> and so the deeper level of this, of me giving you the silent treatment is truly really my fear. My fear that you don't love me anymore or that you don't love me enough. And so my fear is acting out of this. And so I'm punishing you so that you can give me the love that I need. But only if I could communicate that better and explain this experience that I'm going through, you would actually then be able to show me that love because I would have had been able to uh, explain it. And then you would know and I would know and it, like communication people. That's why I love therapy. <laughs> Talk about people. Um, but yeah, fear is a huge, huge player in, in the world of uh you know, what gets in the way. And another one is unclear boundaries. Matt, I know Matt was mentioning about boundaries. And I think that in order to live a truly happy life and like with lots of love and joy, you need to create very clear boundaries. Um, and it's like we were saying, like how I was saying, like Matt was saying is that, you know, I can still love you, even if you being in my physical experience is not something that I can do. Um, because I have boundaries that it's like, I want to stay in love and happiness. But whenever you're around, it just, it's too triggering. It's too much. And that's okay because both two different things can be true. I can love you, but you can still fucking piss me off and be an awful person sometimes. <laughs> um, so, you know, if you have those clear boundaries and you say, Hey, this is my experience and I want you to enjoy that experience, but this is what I need from that. That also helps you to live in that love vibration instead of that fear vibration. Whereas if you're cutting somebody off, that's coming out of a space because you didn't create a clear boundary with somebody. If somebody did something and you're removing your love from them as punishment, that's because you didn't create a clear boundary with somebody. You didn't create a clear sign saying, hey, I need this. Or this really helps me feel love from you. So at least that information is out there. And that's a clear boundary that you make with somebody. Um, and I, I have more, but I think I'm going to save it for how do you move towards loving someone unconditionally? Because I think it plays more into that answer. Um, so that's what I'll say about, you know, unconditional love in regards to like, things again the way is fear and unclear boundaries what about you guys what about you okay okay yeah um okay so i would say the number one thing at least for me would be duality <laughs> the infamous duality fuck i just drives me mental you know what i mean duality is the is probably the most painstaking thing that we can have as human beings and it's also so beautiful right because we get both experiences right but it is painful in the sense of it's very hard to establish consistency in the human experience when we're constantly bouncing back and forth between material spiritual ego soul energy right mind body um so i would say one of the biggest barriers to unconditional love would be spending too much time in the mind in the thoughts right because it's like we grab on to like this is love right this this story that i have of love and we put it onto the other person that is that's like more so attachment still can be love right thought you can we can still love from thoughts have loving thoughts but when we when we aren't embodied as well the thoughts of love tend to be more attachment in nature and i think um so i would say embodiment would be the key 
right? Getting connected to the body, because if we want to feel that soul-based love, that flowing, ever flowing, and it just doesn't stop flowing love, that's the soul-based love. And when we tune down into that, whereas the the mental love, it's very stop-start based off of how the other person's showing up. So, and then what creates stop-start, I think, is the question I would ask myself. And, you know, I look at what you said, Callan, fear, I'd say that's, that's the big kahuna fear is, is, you know, but what's creating fear. And, you know, I talk about this a lot in these episodes is trauma, right? Like that's why I couldn't give and receive love. I had trauma when I was a kid, my heart closed as a way to protect myself. And that's, that's the, that's the stopping the flow, right? So a lot of the work I've been doing in the last few years, well, geez, I'll say decade actually, but more so like, pinpointing and knowing what it actually was was heart closure I've been working my butt off to try and open my heart back up which the heart will only open back up when it feels safe right so like learning how to restore a sense of safety both internally and then learning how to restore safety externally which is like I won't let certain people in my sphere now because I know those people aren't good for me, right? So that's conditional. I put conditions on those people because I'm like, I can't, you can't be in my sphere because you're not safe for the way that I need to feel safe, right? So I think that's really important. Um, and I would say the other thing that really is a stopper for the flow of unconditional love would be judgment. Like I said in the previous answer, it's like when we're in that energy of judgment, we are we're separating ourselves it's very ego you can't you can't judge from the soul you can judge from the ego and the personality and i think when we're when we're casting judgments upon people others or ourselves we're we're separating from the energy and we're stopping the flow of love so um that's something i've been trying my best to be really mindful of but also not shaming myself when I do, because again, it's the duality of the human experience. The ego self judges as a way to find safety, right? We need to judge people. We need to figure out who they are. We need to kind of create perceptions of them so we can find safety. Um, but then when I come back and take refuge into that soulful energy, that embodied energy, I remember, I have that remembrance of like, I love this person. You know what I mean? I can have, I've had those experiences where I have conflict with somebody, and as soon as I come out of that ego-based energy of I need to be right, they need to be wrong, and I, something softens inside me, it's like I fall back into that love. And I'm just like, I see them. I see them. I see why they're fighting for their cause. I see why they want to be right. And I'm, I'm able to kind of have that like higher level of consciousness to be able to kind of re restore my back myself back into, into the unconditional love, which is, um, it's quite a remarkable experience to have you know what I mean and just like feeling the expansive I see I feel love as expansive right and I feel like hatred and judgment and fear as constrictive so that's again it's the understanding of like the body the body's always communicating these experiences to us so yeah great segue because mm. guess what my <laughs> My biggest obstacle to feeling unconditional love is ego. Yeah, yeah. That's that's my biggest one. So yeah, um, you know, intellectually, theoretically, I know and my beliefs, my spiritual beliefs are that spirit, God, universe, source, energy, whatever you want to use, uh, knows that everyone, every individual is worthy of love. My ve my ego vehemently disagrees <laughs> with mm -hmm. that. 
And so my teacher, my favorite is Marianne Williamson, this very well highlighted version mm -hmm. of return to love that I keep. Um, there's an entire chapter on love. So that's sort of who I go to for guidance on this. And so one of the quotes I took from the book that I want to share with you guys is um, any situation that pushes our buttons is a situation where we don't yet have the capacity to be unconditionally loving. It's spirit's job to draw our attention to that and help us move beyond that point. Yes, I agree, but it's much easier said than done. So, and the other thing is, I don't want to pretend that I feel love. I don't want to like gloss over and be like, oh yes, I'm loving and all that stuff. That's not the case for me. I don't, there's a lot of people I don't love and I don't want to love because they're not easy to love. And, and, and my narrative is they don't deserve my love. That's the biggest piece for me. My ego saying, no, 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 you don't deserve my love. And they don't make it easy for me to love them. And that's where, again, sort of my, my ego belief comes in, but it boils down to this false belief that they're going to actually benefit from me loving them when in fact they don't have to at all. I, I benefit from me loving them at the end of the day, just like they don't benefit or they don't get the um, punishment of me hating them. I have to deal with the punishment of me hating them. It's the same way. So here's an example. Um, you don't even like, there are people that you don't, that you don't even, they don't even know that you love them. And I learned this through going over or going through a breakup. I had an ex. He didn't love me back. We broke up cold Turkey. That was it. I tried to stop loving him. It hurt me so much because I loved him so much and I didn't want to stop loving him. And then one day it dawned on me. I don't have to stop loving him. I didn't have to stop loving him. I could just keep loving him, even though he didn't talk to me, even though we didn't see each other, I could kind of learn to love him from afar. And that softened. Like, I'm like, oh, okay, well, this changes things a bit. And then I was able to get over the relationship and get over the breakup and move on and not want to be with him and not like stalk him and not need to be with him. And it was like, okay, I'm just going to love you and love what we had in the memory of that and move on with my life. So, you know, it, it wasn't about me not wanting to be with him anymore. It was about me mm -hmm. learning to find a place where I could feel love for this individual and not even have him in my life. And that was such a turning point for me because then I figured it out. Uh, the benefits for me, he didn't even know. He didn't know that I loved him or not. Uh, another example of this is if someone passes away, right? If you have a loved one who passes away, they're not there to like be the recipient of your love anymore physically, but you can still very easily find it within you to love them. And that's what grief is. I think grief is unexpressed love. It's the, it's the sort of gap of not having that, but um, it just goes to show you, you can love somebody without them even being there, without them even knowing it. So for me, that's that's my biggest obstacle is the ego part that says they don't deserve it, as if it's my as if it's my job to say who does and does not deserve love. Mm -hmm. uh, again, you know, a lot easier said than done. I do recommend Return to Love, Marianne Williamson. I love Marianne. She's also got great lectures on YouTube too, free stuff. But I also want to point to something else that I hear from my clients and guys that I work with a lot on this topic. Is that, and I've done I've done a lot of work on this, so I feel a lot more confident in this part. Is they say, I'm not going to love because I'm just going to get hurt. They're going to cheat on me. They're going to betray me. They're going to hurt me. Kind of like what you guys were saying with fear. I think this is these are all expressions of fear in a way. But what I hear is them basically saying, I don't want to feel good because I might feel bad, and that just does doesn't make any sense. Right. So again, not feeling love towards someone will not save you from feeling hurt or betrayed at all. 
that's no. still very much possible. So yeah, that's something I hear a lot about. I think it's very, I mean, you guys have spoke to it a bit too. I mean, with the trauma and, and we have been hurt and there is very much a lot of evidence for that, but yeah, it's, it's not about getting yourself in situations that are going to hurt you or staying in situations that are going to hurt you. You always have the power to walk away. You always have the power to set boundaries, cut someone out of your life completely if that's what you need. But, you know, over time, you can still find it in your heart to find some, some space of love for them, for your sake, not for theirs. You're not doing it for them. You're doing it for you. Mm -hmm. All right, guys. Um, so we covered quite a few challenges and we know that this is a hard thing to do. So why don't we change it up and start talking about how we do move towards love? So I know Callan, you had some uh, thoughts on this. We'll start with yes. you. Yes. So one of my more recent things um, that I turn to in this is actually Brene Brown, of course, because we all love yeah. Brene. Um, and it's, you know, the question is, the fundamental question is, do you think everybody's doing the best they can with what they have? And there's two camps. There's either yes or no. There's no kind of like, ah. it's like, yes, people are genuinely doing the best they can with what they have or no, they're not. Um, and so the challenge is asking yourself in those moments is like, if you don't believe people are doing the best they can, that is easier to fall into the fear space of like, of course, they're not doing the best they can. They're doing this shitty or they're doing that or whatever. And you're, there's a lot of judgment there, but what if you took a step back and you asked the question genuinely, or you believed that they were really truly doing the best they can? Like, what would that mean? What would it mean if that person is doing the best they can? And she talks about this all the time on her podcast, but like the switches that go off in people's minds, like the, the realizations and like the emotion and crying and just like the like, oh shit, like I'm being such a shitty person because like you're assuming and you're making judgments and you're passing judgments. But what if this person truly was doing the best they can? What would that mean? And it, you know, in one of the more recent ones I listened to, she talked about when she worked with, I think it was military. Um, and it was like a sergeant who was kind of talking about his experience. And she's like, well, what would that mean for this one person the sergeant was working with? And he's like, I'd have to move the rock. Because like, he'd been such a drill sergeant, like the rock is here, you have to meet it. And like, if that person who just constantly falling short, it's like, well, if they're truly doing the best they can, you need to move the rock because like, you're making it unrealistic. And so sometimes you have to move the rock in love. If you have these unrealistic expectations, because a lot of those, you know, come from fear as well of like, well, I'm going to hold up all these expectations because then I'll protect myself from what you were just talking about, Michael. I'll protect myself and you know, I'll block out all these potentials for love because I've been hurt in the past or whatever. So you build up all these rocks, but you know, if everybody's genuinely doing the best they can with what they have, you might have to move the rock. You might have to, like, <laughs> and having those realizations of like, oh shit, they really are doing the best they can with what they have. It, it helps soften that area of yourself where you go, okay, well, you know, if it is what it is, then what's that going to change inside of you? And I find that that's helped me move towards unconditional love and unconditionally loving other people. Because 
if in those moments I can ask myself, okay, they're doing the best they can instead of holding those judgments to people or being pissed off or angry or whatever. Cause a lot of that comes from those expectations of my unrealistic expectations of like, Oh, well they must not like me or support me or they're not doing their job properly or whatever it is. But then when I step back and I ask that question, I'm like, Oh shit. Like I need to move the rock. Like I need to, because like I'm doing this out of my fears and my stuff and if they're doing the best they can, then I need to just love them unconditionally. But then what does that mean for me? How do I need to adjust? What do I need to do? And sometimes that takes a little bit of shuffling around, but that makes life's experience so much easier, especially once I understood this concept and started working with it has made it a lot easier for me to love people. And like, like we've been talking about, you don't need to love them actively up front up close sometimes it's loving them from afar and that's what the shift is um but it's definitely one of the biggest best tools that i use in order to help move towards love loving somebody unconditionally can i ask a question yes quickly just to just to confirm for me when you say move the rock is that like is that synonymous with like emotional walls the rock yeah like expectations and stuff like Mm, that like assumptions expectations it's like oh i have this assumption and you need to meet this, or I have this mm-hmm. expectation and you need to meet this because my assumption is that everybody can meet this. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you truly believed that they are doing the best they can, then you wouldn't put that rock there because you're like, oh shit, I know you can't meet that. So mm-hmm. you, instead of assuming people can do what you can do or have all the thoughts you have, you are putting yourself into the perspective of like, oh no, everybody has a different experience and has different levels. And so instead of making assumptions or assuming, you go off of the data that you're given from the other people. Uh, another great one is Yan uh, Lavazan. When somebody shows you who they are, believe them. You know, don't make up all these stories of these things where it's just like you build up the story or this idea of who this person is. And then all they're doing all these things that don't line up. And it's like, okay, because you made up a story in your head of what you wanted them to be. You put the rock down and now they're not meeting that rock. Well, you're the one who created it. So instead of creating those assumptions, just believe people for who they are when they show you who they are. And that's, you know, asking if are people doing the best they can with what they got. So if you kind of combine those two things, like it sucks, but you got to do the work, your life and your experiences are your responsibility. And so you got to take the responsibility on of, of going in and asking those questions. And like Matt said, it's just so much easier and lighter. And there's just such a softening when that happens. And like, you know, Ma- Michael with your ex, it's like carrying that around. What was that doing for you? That like negativity. It's like, once you can soften into that and be like, okay, this is, this is what it is. And these are the questions that helped you get there. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah. So that's my, that's what I'd say for. nice. I view um, moving the rock as like giving somebody grace uh, and understanding that their capacity in that certain area might not match yours but it's also nice to receive that grace from somebody else because i know for myself that there are certain things about certain people that i might not match their level right and that's the beauty of love is that we're all coming together and we're if if we're in that higher consciousness we're we're looking at them and saying i see your strengths and i see your weaknesses and i want to help you 
elevate your weaknesses into strengths, right? That's what I think a loving relationship is. It's like, we're constantly there for each other to support each other's highest evolution. And I, um, so I would say my, my first answer would be making it safe to love and be loved because that's essential here. Like when we're talking about unconditional loving, like when I think, when my ego thinks about unconditionally loving somebody, I immediately get anxiety and I feel unsafe in my body. Like how on earth could I give this person unconditional love when I don't feel safe? Because I view through the lens that I view love through my ego, it's like, closeness space like being with somebody being with them that's how I show love quality time is a very important thing for me in love so it's like when I do feel like pulling love away I'll pull the connection right and that's how I perceive love so I'm having to do a lot of work because I think that's a very insecure attaching way of loving right is pull back when things feel hard it's a very avoidant way of being right or glom in when things feel hard right it's not that it's like we can't there's a there's a disruption in closeness and space right and that's definitely the 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 um disorganized disorganized um part of my attachment so what i've had to do is i've had to really find ways to make love feel safe again and you know to keep going on with the Brene Brown track is <clears throat> I can't remember where this was it was in one of her it was a TED talk or I saw her somewhere on some sort of show and she said you know she's interviewed thousands and thousands of people qualitatively hearing their stories like what are you know tell tell me about love tell me about connection and people always talk about disconnection and heartbreak right when she asked that question it's a perfect example, right? People don't feel safe when, when they think about love and relationships, they automatically resort to pain and fear and hurt and the things that they've experienced. So this is, this is the healing journey, I think, is healing the past wounds of what love means to us because of our past experiences and reshaping that, right? So I think when we get into a relationship with somebody where it's not insecure and it feels very safe, that's when a lot of great healing takes place because we understand we're given the space and the safety to understand what love actually is, right? Which is space, which is closeness, which is this dance between these two worlds. And so I think there's that element to it. And if I'm going to help the, the listener viewer, you know, what can restore safety? Well, I think there's, there's many things, right? So communication, I think is probably the most important because when we are in our ego essence, and we do feel like punishing or pushing away or withholding love, we need to communicate that, right? And we need to be able to settle into safety of like, yes, I have this human experience of wanting to disconnect from you. Can we talk through it? And can we soften the heart and settle back into the, the embodied kind of soulful energy? So I think that's, that's really essential is communication that would be like boundaries and, you know, authentic relating transparency, radical honesty, vulnerability, all those things kind of fall into that same category. And then I think another really important thing is, is how do I want to, or, or like what makes me feel loved? What, how do I want to give love? Right. Because I think that's really important because we're, when we're moving into relationships, I think we need to train people how we want to be loved and we need to show them like this is how I, I I want to be loved this is how I can best stay in that 
that sweet spot of the nervous system where I'm not going to go into insecure attachment and start to punish you and fall into the, the conditional love. How can I stay in that conditional loving space, which is um, learning about yourself, what, what makes you feel loved and what makes you feel unloved. Right. And if we can really educate our partners and just even our friends and the people in our lives, like, what this is what makes me feel unloved this is what makes me feel loved can you try to do more of this right so this is all like the relational stuff because i think we become we 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 get into conditional love in relationship because we feel like we we don't have control or we don't feel safe so we place conditions on people and we become controlling so there's that element of it which is you know educate move into connection but i think there's this restoration of internal sense of safety that's important too which is the trauma healing work right? We don't feel safe internally. So we have to manage our environment, which is conditional love, controlling love. So I think getting into um, like just embodied places, feeling out, grieving our past. I think this is really important to clearing out the, the things that get in the way of us being able to um, love unconditionally. Um and then lastly, what I'll say is, um, well, actually I have two things. So take responsibility for your own stuff. So fears, insecurities, and projections are really important because when we're understanding of those things, then we're going to stop playing out dynamics in relationships that are very conditional. Um, and then the, 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 I think the goal of where to go with all this is more empathy. I think empathy is just such a beautiful, beautiful embodiment of unconditional love. It's saying, like empathy is like, I see you, I feel you, I understand you, I've been there, right? And when we can get to that that place, that is very soul-motivated energy, right? It's so beautiful. I love feeling empathy from somebody. And I also love feeling empathy for somebody because it's it means that my heart is open, right? We can only feel empathy when our heart is open and we, we're leading with understanding. So I, I always try and make that my... Um, my secret weapon in my relationships and not just my intimate relationships, but my, all my relationships is like, how would they feel if I showed up this way? Right. And I would want that same thing back. And guess what? We usually get back what we give out. Right. So I, I try my best to be in that energy. It doesn't always work. Right. At least at first, I'll sometimes lead with ego and, and control and I'll get into that energy. But for the most part, I always soften back into empathy, which is, which is a really beautiful transformation. Yeah. Beautiful answers, guys. This is very helpful. Um, I guess for me, it kind of is tied into all of what y'all said. But if I had to sum it up in one word, it would be acceptance. Mm. Um, because, you know, most people only love myself included when people behave in a way that makes it easy for us to love them. Like I can look at my wonderful partner, Star. I love him when he's cuddly and nice and sweet and kind and does everything I want and all that stuff. Super easy to love him. It's not as easy to love him when he's acting a fool. <laughs> but what I've learned, <laughs> what I've learned is that if I can accept all those parts of him, um, you know, and that doesn't mean I don't set boundaries. It doesn't mean we don't have conflict. We have all that. We have disagreements. We talk about things and all that stuff. But what I've learned is if I could, if I could just love him at least at a deep level, I, again, I don't need to show the love or always be like, I love you. Um, even when, you know, in my opinion, he fucks up or even when he doesn't meet my expectations, I guess this is where the, the rock comes in. Uh, that is where I guess I find it 
and it, you're right. It doesn't work both ways. I didn't even think about that because when it's the reverse and I'm acting a fool, it feels really nice on the receiving end when he can be like, listen, you know, this is, we need to have a discussion about this. You know, I still love you and I still accept you. Uh, but you know, here's some things we got to talk about in our relationship. You're right. It does feel good. Um, so I want to, I want to use another Marianne Williamson quote for this one. Uh, she says again, same book, our perceptions of other people often become a battleground between the ego's desire to judge and spirit's desire to accept people as they are, mm-hmm. which I think is a perfect embodiment of, of my answer and acceptance. So I guess one, one reflection question for our viewer listener is think about someone in your life that you might find difficult to love. It might be your partner, it might be a parent or sister, brother, whatever that may be. And then ask yourself, why are they difficult to love? List all your reasons. Those are going to be all your conditions. That's your that's your conditions. They lie. They're ignorant. They're mean. They're not nice. They're selfish. These are all conditions. And then ask yourself, what would it feel like to love them anyway? And your ego is going to be like, mm-hmm. <laughs> no. But if you can get into that place of spirit, maybe that that deeper place, it feels good for you. Again, you don't need to tell them. You don't, you don't need to tell them you're doing this. But just see what that feels like for you. Like you will find that you will soften your feelings towards them. And remember that you're not loving them for them. You're, you're loving them for you in that case. And from a spiritual perspective, uh, everyone is 100% worthy of love and respect. We, don't, we may not give them that all the time. We might not believe that, but that is what I believe anyway. Um, so, you know, it's, it's really about untangling that love, that feeling of love from expressing it. Uh, so, yeah, that's what I would have to offer uh, to move towards feeling unconditional love. Well, guys, do you have any last words on the topic before I wrap this up? I just want to share a good one. (laughs) This has been a good one. Yeah, I've enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, So I I did get a book a long time ago, and it's just this little tiny pocket book by Anthony DeMello, and it's called The Way of Love. Mm -hmm. And it's one of the most potent books I've ever read, and it's so small, right? It's just this little tiny pocket book. So I would recommend that. And it's very much rooted in... Um, like Buddhism philosophy around love and attachment and discerning between love and attachment and how they show up. Um, so anyway, I just wanted to to put that out there because I know some of our listeners and viewers, they love to read. So yeah. Yeah. Back in Beautiful. Love reading. Yeah. Well, we have, there's so many great teachers on this stuff, right? And like I said, even just go to YouTube, like Marianne, I know has lots of great videos yeah. there and Brene as well. Brene Brown. Yeah. Okay. Callan, anything else from you? now we're golden no all right guys well uh thank you so much for tuning in today if you liked what you heard please leave us a review on the podcast or in youtube and we'll try to read them in our next episode um also don't forget to check out uh, the gay men's brotherhood facebook group to join our zoom hangouts on the last thursday of every month and go to gaymengoingdeeper.com to uh, get into our coaching collection all right guys thanks for tuning in today and have a great rest of the day Bye bye